Hey guys, good morning. I am getting ready to go to work today, but I thought it would be good to make this podcast for you guys um, because I was thinking about it all night. And right now it is, what is today? Thursday, September the 14th. I believe it's um, 6.28 a.m. in the morning. And I got this. I got inspired to do this podcast after listening to one of my favorite podcasters. I call her my virtual mentor, Miss Miley Teal. And she was talking about her favorite books on the podcast. And I thought that would be a fun podcast for me to do since I'm such a bookworm. Excuse my voice. I just woke up, so... Excuse me. It's a little deep. I hope I don't sound like a man. But uh, I was thinking about you guys this week. And I was like, I need to talk to my people. So here I am making another podcast, doing what I love for you guys. Um, And today I wanted to talk about my favorite books. Titled this podcast, Alice's Forever Five favorite books. And I don't know if most of you know that about me, but I am, I've been a lover of books for a long time. Um, I want to say it began maybe when I was in middle school. I found a love for reading because it would help me to escape my reality. And because the environment that I grew up in was a little bit chaotic at times, I would escape to my books because they took me to another world. So here I am at, I don't know, 13, 14 years old, just reading books, you know, from one of my favorite authors like Maya Angelou, Alice Walker. And at the time, because I didn't know so much about books and I didn't know what I know now about different authors, I would was really into African-American literature. That was all I read. Every day, I was like a diehard African-American literature enthusiast. And of course, as I grew older and I started to, um, you know, learn more, become more knowledgeable, I then uh, went ahead to search for different authors and stuff like that. So my knowledge of different writers expanded naturally. But, yeah, Reading for me and writing has definitely always been an escape mentally. And for me, it's just such a fun way to like just pause reality for a second and just to get lost in like a book and the writing. And I fell in love with the way the writer would write. I fell in love with the grammar. And I found myself, if I found a word I didn't know, I would look it up and find out what it mean. And that expanded my vocabulary as well. And so naturally, because I loved reading, loved writing, I used to have a diary and all that, you know, I don't know where it is. I don't know if my, when we moved, my parents or my mom threw it away or burned it. I don't know. But I used to remember having this book, you guys, I had, I had, no, I had this book bag full of letters in middle school. I remember, I forget, it was like a green leather book bag. 
I had it full of letters that I would write to my younger self, full of letters that friends would write me, you know, at the time. Um, and I don't know what happened. I wish I kept that book bag, man, but I don't know. I think it got thrown away or whatever. But, and one other thing, um, I used to, and I used to remember like being afraid to show people or say that I love reading. I used to be afraid to show people that I was smart. You know, I think because when I was younger too in school, I used to get made fun of like, oh, you're such a nerd or people will say things like you you're you're the white girl because I guess I could conjure up proper grammar. You know, it was stupid stuff, you know. Um I used to get bullied for being smart. And so what that did for me was it made me hide my quote unquote smartness. I would think, okay, maybe I shouldn't be so smart. Maybe I shouldn't show people that I like reading just to fit in, you know? Stupid self-esteem, insecure stuff, you know? Uh, and that's what it was, basically, really, because um, now when I look at it, it's like there are a lot of people just like me. There's a lot of women, multicultural women, black women, that uh, all kinds of women, Spanish women, whatever, um, white women, whatever, that likes to read just like me. And I'm like, reading is cool. Why do people make me feel like it was so stupid for me to like to read, you know? And, um, but I got over that. I got over that, um, eventually. And I just started to ignore the noise. But I'm going to try to do this podcast. I got to get ready here by seven. And, um, so I'm going to get right into it. Oh, uh, by the way, for those of you who are new, my name is Alice. I don't know if I introduced myself. Um, my name is Alice Marius, and my website is www.protectyourglow.com. Uh, you can click on that uh, website to find out a little bit more about me, my passion, what I believe in, what I love to do. Um, it's definitely a, more of a fashion blog. Mixed in with a bit of a sprinkle with a little bit of inspiration in there. Uh, you might ask yourself, what is, um, what am I doing giving inspiration and motivation on a fashion website? Because I can, and because I think it's necessary, and because I think people need to not only see the beautiful pictures and the smiles, they need to hear about the, the, the realness, the rawness, you know, that comes with, with life. Um, and yes, it's one thing to have beautiful pictures, but I, I felt like there weren't a lot of um, people, writers, bloggers out there that gave you the other side, you know. You saw beautiful pictures, but you, you didn't see the side where the self-doubt, the insecurities, you know, you didn't see the the lows and the highs. And I wanted to be um, set apart in that way by giving you both a little bit um, of both, a little bit of beautiful pictures, um style ideas, fashion ideas, that sort of stuff, but then also gave you the real me at the same time. So that's what that's about. You can check that out if you like. Um, let's get right into it, ladies and gentlemen. So my first book, man, is called Unashamed by Lecrae Moore. You guys, y'all have to read this book. I was like, every single page, I'm like, Come on, Lecrae, come on. I fell in love with this. I'm like, this 
it like after reading it, it instantly made my top 10 now my top five favorite books of all time i mean for those of you who don't know lecrae moore also known as lecrae is a christian hip-hop artist um who happens to be a christian well no he's a hip-hop artist who happens to be a christian that's how he says it um and just to read about his life and where he started from dealing with insecurity, self-doubt, fatherlessness to who he is today and just to watch God's hand over his life. You guys, I don't want to give y'all everything about this book. I just need y'all to right now log on to Amazon.com and get this book, whether you get it audio, uh, whether you get it through Kindle or hard copy. You need to get your hands on this book. If if you're a bookworm like me, if you can't get enough of reading, you need to get this one for sure. And I wanted to give y'all just a, a little quote from from what he, he said in the book. Or oh, one of my favorite lines, rather, was he said, In nearly every interview I do with the media, people struggle to talk about my actual music. Instead, they want to know if I smoke or drink or cuss. They ask if I feel weird around non-Christians. They want to know if I'm trying to evangelize people. I'm like a cage animal that people want to observe, but they aren't sure how else, how close they can get. And I can relate to that uh, in a way because, um, because I'm a modest fashion blogger. It's 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 always a bit uncomfortable. I find it sometimes to tell people that. I'm a modest fashion blogger. What is modest? Modesty is different to everybody. Um, for me, modesty is more of an act of obedience to God than it is in the way I dress. So essentially, I'm saying that because I love my body, because I respect my body, because I am a Christian, because I love God, I'm going to respect God with my body by dressing a certain way. Dressing a certain way how? Dressing in a way that brings glory to God without showing skin, without showing my boobs or my butt. That to me is my way of another form of worship to God and that's what I choose to do. And now I'm put into this um, pot with different bloggers who finds it okay to dress with their skin showing. And I'm not saying, I'm not judging anybody that does or who dresses like that. I'm just saying that's not what I choose. And I'm and I'm showing women that there is another way. It's not to say that I'm better than those women that, that dress like that. No, I'm not. I'm far from that. I'm saying this is the way I choose to dress. And so when I am in a circle with different women who ask, oh, so what is it that you blog about? And I say that, you can definitely see their face change. Like, oh, okay, all right, yeah, whatever that means. You know, so it's a bit awkward for me and but now I'm like slowly I'm starting to be okay with saying it. I'm starting to know that I am trying to portray something different. It's gonna get uncomfortable. People are not gonna like what I'm doing. People are not gonna like what I'm gonna say. And that's okay. I'm talking about God all the time. I'm talking about positivity. Not everybody's gonna be down with that. And so I could relate to a Lecrae in that instance where he feels people are just putting him in a box, you know? They're saying, Oh, you're just uh Christian rapper not really wanting to hear what else he has to say but enough of that you guys seriously get that book it will change your life and plus I love Lecrae so I'm definitely I support everything he does 
I am a Lecrae supporter for life because I think what I love most about him is just his realness, his rawness, his like just give it to you in your face unapologetically like this is the kind of man that I am like I'm a sinner and look what God has done for me that I respect so I buy his shirts I buy his CDs I go to his concerts I I 116 for life baby okay I'm getting a little excited here it's too early for that right okay next book is called lean one of my favorite books is called lean in women Work and the Will to Lead by Sheryl Sandberg. Another awesome book for you women in the workforce, or even if you're not in the workforce, man, it's just definitely an awesome book for, to read, period, about um, how to how women are treated sometimes because we're women still in this day and age, you know. Um, and Sheryl Sandberg, she is a CFO of Facebook. Uh, she started out with Google um, and eventually, um, got hired by Mark Zuckerberg for Facebook and her story is definitely incredible. And for her to just put it out like that is just so awesome. And I like this book because for me, it was very well thought of. It was one of the most grammatically well thought of put together. You could tell she researched a lot in this book. Um, and, it just flowed and I'm like, she did her research and for her to give her, give her facts or her truth rather, and then back it up with research was just, just definitely awesome. And here is my favorite part of the book, page 24. Um, she says, it may not be as dramatic or funny to make a movie about a woman who loves both her job and her family, but that would be a better reflection of reality. We need more portrayals of women as competent professionals and happy mothers, or even happy professionals and competent mothers. The current negative images that make us laugh, but they also make women unnecessarily fearful by presenting life's challenges as insurmountable. Our culture remains baffled. I don't know how she does it. Uh, you know, because the culture, society looks at women like, Oh, wow, you're a mom, you're a wife, uh, you have kids, or whether you're single and you're working and you're doing your thing. It's like, how does she do it? It's like we, we can do it, you know? Um, a lot of people don't question men on how they wear different so many different hats, but when it comes to women, it's like, you know, they're, they're always um, surprised for some odd reason. And she says, fear is at the root of so many of the barriers that women face Fear of not being liked, fear of making the wrong choice, fear of drawing negative attention, fear of overreaching, fear of being judged, fear of failure, and the holy trinity of fear, the fear of being a bad mother, wife, or daughter. Man, isn't that so true? We, as women, sometimes we fear so much. We fear what other people are going to think. We fear of doing the bad things. It's like, man, just stop for a second and just realize that you just just try for a second to realize that you are great you know you're here you're alive you're breathing you're kicking and I've learned over the past couple of years when I decided to give fear a kick I realized that fear is just an illusion man it's definitely just in your mind it's not real fear is not real you guys it just that thought in your head that tells you you can't do it you're not good enough or whatever um 
And we need to let go of that fear. We need to let go because when we put that fear on a back burner, there's so many things we can do. We then thrive. We soar. But um, this book is also another one to have in your um, book collections. It It's definitely... Um, I read this book because I am a manager at work, and sometimes um, I get to deal with um, being a woman and then being the only black woman in that workplace, uh, and I have to figure out sometimes how to deal with certain situations without them um, looking at me as uh, any less competent than the men that I work with, you know? I work with about four or five women and the rest were just guys. So I find myself having to be a pit bull in a skirt sometimes. Like Eve said, I find myself having to be a pit bull in a skirt sometimes where I'm like, I need to um, find a way to let them guys know that I mean business and I'm here to get it done and I don't need y'all to look at me as just a little girl. Because sometimes I think, I'm not saying this is all men, but some people, some men... It's not the bashment or anything, but there is definitely some sort of um, different force, a different energy when you're working with men. You know, they don't have time to pity party you or they just like get the job done. This is how you need to do it. And this is how it needs to be done. Boom, boom, boom. And um, I find myself having to be in the same room with the big boys I had to be stronger. I had to let my voice be heard. And this book talks about how it's okay to raise your hand. It's okay to be, let everybody know that you're in the room and be noticed. Don't just be the person in the room that sits in the corner and nobody even know you're there. Like, speak up. If you have something to say, say it because you just don't know what you have to say could do for the meeting that you're in or to do for the culture of the work environment. Not to say that everybody will listen to you. It's not to say that everybody will uh, even give you a chance to speak, but let yourself be known. And so this book helped me to be more present, um, per se. It helped me to be more, not in your face, but more like I'm here. This is what I have to say and what I say matters. So another great book, great. I think Sheryl Sandberg did a great job with that one. Um, One of my other favorite books is uh, written by T.D. Jakes titled Destiny. And I read this book simply because when I started my blog, I was a bit fearful, you know, a bit like, because I'm not that person that likes to be out there and put myself out there a lot. I like being my little comfort zone. I like people not knowing about me (laughs) in a way. Uh, Essentially, I like my privacy. And so when I felt in my heart that God was calling me to start this blog, and to motivate people because I said to myself, I want to be to women what nobody was to me. I want to be, um, I felt like I didn't get a lot of the support that I needed. I, I felt like I didn't get a lot of the, um, that realness from women that I wanted. And I wanted to be that person of being, you know, feeling sorry for myself about it, which I did uh, actually for a very long time. I did feel sorry for myself. I'm wondering what was wrong with me, you know. But, of course, therapy helped that a lot. Um, Therapy helped me to get my confidence back. Therapy helped me to realize that I am enough. And it definitely also helped me to realize that there's nothing wrong with me. And I knew I was going to be okay when my therapist said, Alice, you know what? I can see it now. Like, you're going to be all right. There was just a little few hiccups in your life, but you're going to be all right. And when she said it, I was like, man, that was a confirmation for me that there ain't nothing wrong with me. 
You know, me thinking all this time that there was something wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with me. It was just I needed to know how to channel my feelings. I needed to know how to um, be quiet and when to talk and that sort of stuff. So I read this book when I was just like, God, I was afraid. And I'm like, what is it you want me to do, you know, with my life? Um, Here I am putting myself out there and I'm afraid. What is it you want me to do? And so I grabbed this book. I saw it online. I'm like, let me just read about it. And, and man, this book, I mean, he didn't take us to church, but man, he took us, he took us to the building. You feel me? And so I I love it because it wasn't very churchy. It wasn't a preachy. It was like real honest TD Jakes. And one of the things he said was share your dream with people who want you to succeed. How many times we out here just telling people all our business, telling people what we're going to do, our next step, and they don't care. They really don't care. But you're so excited. You think everybody is for you. You think everybody is loving what you're doing. You think everybody is going to give you a pat on the back. And you're just out here just sharing your dreams with people that don't even want you to succeed. They look at you like, how dare you dream? How dare you think that you could make it? You know what I'm saying? So we need to be careful on who we talk to. Uh, we need to make sure that we're talking to people that really have our best interests at heart all the time. And the other thing he said is, when you dream, live your own dream. You don't have to, I can't read my own writing, y'all. When you, no, he says, when you live your own dream, you don't have to be a hater. When you live your own dream. You don't have time. There you go. That's what's called. Okay. When you live your own dream, you don't have time to be a hater. Ain't that the truth? When you're out here focusing on what it is that you need to do, whether it's um, personally, financially, uh, you don't have time to try to knock somebody else's uh, hustle, quote unquote. You don't have time to worry about what somebody else is doing because you're focused, man. When you are F-O-C-U-S-E-D, when you are focused, there ain't no room to be criticizing or judging people because you got things to do. And I'm one of those women, I'm like, I am for women. Not I'm for everybody, okay, all right? Men, if you guys are listening, I love y'all too. Y'all inspire me. But I love just, I just love to inspire women because maybe because I can relate more to them because I am a woman but I just love motivating women because I feel like sometimes you know and I was that person where we just where we don't know how great we can be and we're afraid to even try to find out and we don't know our full potentials because we're afraid and I am here to let you know that fear is an illusion you know so it's like when you live your own dream you don't have time to be I call them (laughs) This is what I call haters, y'all. Because everybody have haters. I don't care what you do. Jesus Christ himself had haters. They were called, um, you had the, the Pharisees, you had the, 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 the prophets. Not the prophets. I don't, what are those people called? Makasonje no. Makasonje. That's me talking Creole. I'm saying I can't remember. Um, but... You had people that didn't like Jesus for who he was. You had people that didn't, that thought, that looked at him like, who who do you think you are? You're the king. You're the Messiah. Okay. Uh, you, know, you know, people doubted him. 
And so I call haters sideline fans, y'all. That's what I call them. I just told my son the other day. I was like, because, you know, we were joking around and he said something. I'm like, Calvin, you're not a hater. You're a sideline fan. You know what I'm saying? People that cheer you on from a distance. They they don't want to be in with the, with the crowd when they're, like, you know, giving you your props. They want to be on the side just, like, admiring you from afar. That's what you call haters, sideline fans. Hey, hey, if you use that one, make sure you tag me. Um, and the third thing from this... Uh, from Destiny by T.D. Jakes was, he says, there's some stuff you just leave alone. You don't fix every problem that comes across your radar. Don't. I cannot read my handwriting. Oh, yeah. Don't chase down every rumor. If people are gossiping about you, let them talk. Because the people who are talking negatively about you don't matter. I'm just going to drop the mic right there. That is a word, people. That is the word of the day. I'm going to read it one more time. There's some struggle you just leave alone. You don't fix every problem that comes across your radar. Don't chase down every rumor. If people are gossiping about you, let them talk because the people who are talking negatively about you don't matter. I'm going to leave that right there and let y'all think about that for a minute. Um, that That's strong. That that is a powerful statement, isn't it? And especially with the with uh, someone like me, the Type A kind of personalities. Uh, for those of you who don't know, t- Type A is a sort of personality test um, that tells you um, basically a little bit about how your mind is set up. Um, I'm Type A's. For me, I am um, organized. I sort of a perfectionist. Um, I like things that are in order. Those kind of things. I think it's a Myers-Briggs personality test. but um, And we're always trying to fix stuff. Type A is always trying to fix stuff. We like to fix problems. And there are some problems that you're just going to have to leave alone. You're just going to have to walk away. And I'm learning that, man. I can't fix everything. I wasn't born to fix everything. I wasn't made to fix everything. I don't need to fix everything. There are some things you just need to leave it alone and let God do what he has to do with that. So I'm learning that. All right. Let me hurry and get down this list here because it's almost 7 o'clock and your girl got to go. Um, number four, how to talk to anyone. 92 Little Tricks for Big Success in Relationships by Leal Lowndes. Okay, I was talking to my um, sisters the other night when we went out to dinner. I was telling them how much this book has helped me because I'm the, I was that person that I love people, but I just didn't know how to talk to them. So this book helped me. Um, by just, man, she really breaks it down, um, on little tips and tricks on how to talk to people. Um, for, if you're someone that you're, you're saying, oh, you know, it terrifies you to even think about talking to people in a social setting, or it terrifies you to even, uh, go up to a stranger and start a conversation. This book will help you. And I, I, I started reading this book because I did not know. I really, you would think I'm a business major. You would think I would know how to talk to people in a business setting or in a social setting, but it was hard for me because I'm an ambivert. I'm an introvert, extrovert. I I can, I love to be alone. If I'm alone, I can be alone for as long as I can. I, I don't, I don't mind, but then I can also be around people and enjoy people, but I'm definitely in between, you know, I'm, I can be overly excited to see people and I can be 
very shy to see people. You know, it's it's weird. So that's where I'm at. So this book, it helped me to um, it helps me to understand uh, or to be more skillful rather in uh, dealing with people. So um, if you ask yourself, you know, what makes some people instantly likable? Why there are more people that are loved and respected than others? Um, so this book actually it boils down to a more skillful way of dealing with people now you know there's some critics i read read some reviews uh before i did this podcast i did a little review online there's some critics that are saying this book is um a bit idiotic it's a bit uh she's full of herself for even thinking these little methods will work and uh i i say it might work for some people and it might not um, but I wouldn't judge the whole book as being idiotic. There's definitely some valuable points in there that you can take away no matter who you are and where you're at in life. Uh, you can take some things away from it, but you know, the critics didn't like it too much. So, but I think it wasn't, um, it had some good reviews and it had some bad ones. Um, because, um, for every book that I read, I, I don't have to necessarily read a whole book. Sometimes I'll just get a book and I'll just scan through it, look for what I need to look for. And I put it down. You don't have to read a, a book from beginning to end. You don't. You can just go read the book and take whatever you need to take from it and leave it. Um, like one of my other favorite podcasters, um, Lisa Bell, Lisa Nicole Bell, she says she likes, likes to say, uh, take the meat and leave the bone. Take what's for you and then leave the rest. You don't have to, you know, take everything out of a book or read the whole book from top to, to from from beginning to end. Um, up oh, three minutes left. Gotta hurry up. Okay, so the last book, and this is the book, you guys. Ooh, sorry, my leg. I guess it's early in the morning. And I'm sitting down, so my leg is hurting. Um, you know, I feel that little. You ever had that that feeling in your leg where, um, it feels restless for a second? Yeah, that's where I'm at. Um, so the last book is called. I Know Why the Cage Bird Sings by Maya Angelou. This lady is one of my favorite authors of all time. Actually, she's the one that inspired me to start writing. She's the one that inspired me to read more because I'm like, the way this woman can put, can make you visualize her words was, that is br beyond brilliant. Her talent in writing and the way she makes you move with her words and you can just close your eyes and well, when you're reading, you're not supposed to close your eyes, but you can just visualize where she's at in the book. You can visualize the town she's in because her depiction, her description of people are so it's woven, it's uh, what is the word? It's woven so seamlessly, you know? Um, and I was like, man, her, she took my imagination to my imaginations to new level uh in this book because I'm like I love the way she wrote so she's definitely the one that inspired me to be a reader be a writer um and this book that is basically a 1969 autobiography about her uh, she depicts her life from three years old to 16 years old and this book um it, ta it's, it talks about her um basically you know her her mom leaving her with her grandma, basically she felt abandoned in some sort of way. And just growing up in the South in that era um, and the things that she went through with her brother, uh, the journey, you know, um, it even goes and in, dives into um, the part where she was at three years old. Uh, she was sexually assaulted or raped by her mom's boyfriend. And it just, 
it goes in and the thing that that did to her, you know, um, and it stops at when she becomes and goes to high school at 16 and she gets pregnant um, and how she was even told by her brother to hide that pregnancy. So um, that's another uh, great book to read. Of course, some critics don't like that book, again, because they don't like the the rawness of um, how she talks about um, the sexual abuse that she endured. They don't like the explicitness of it. But I think it's another great book to read because it just, you get a sense of who she is and why she is the way she is and the strength that she all had to overcome um, from everything that she endured and to make her who she was, to, the strong uh the strong and somehow resilient black woman in that era, it, it says a lot about her. And I think this is one of the books that really gave her a lot of recognition. Um, and it's one of the quotes she says in this book is, if you're for the right thing, you do it without thinking. Uh, another good one, she says, life is going to give you just what you put in. Put your whole heart in everything you do and pray. And then you can wait. And I'll leave y'all with that one right there. Um, thank you guys so much for tuning in today. Um, I thank you all for the support. Thank you for the comments. And I will talk to you on my next podcast. Have an awesome, awesome day. Talk to you soon. Bye.